Hi, my name is Danny, and I am a horticulturalist. Welcome to my little podcast, Leaves, Stems and Roots. Mini episode number two, Edna Margaret Walling, 1896 to 1973. Quote, nature is our greatest teacher, Edna Walling. In these first of many mini episodes, I will be discussing women in horticulture. This is not a political podcast. However, as I will be talking about the first women in my industry, politics will be discussed briefly. All media pertaining to these episodes will be cited in the show notes. Let's get into it, my dear leaflets. Edna Margaret Walling was born in York, United Kingdom, in 1895. She was born to William Walling, a furniture dealer's clerk, and Harriet Margaret Goff. Her father had wanted a boy, and after she was born, he treated her the same as he would have a son, taking her exploring and taught her woodcrafting. Her education started at the convent of Notre Dame, Plymouth, Devon. In 1911, her family emigrated to New Zealand, where she was briefly a maid. After her father died, her mother encouraged her to study at Burnley College, where she received her certificate in 1917. To build up her confidences and skills, Edna worked with other gardeners. This was the beginning of her prolific horticulture journey. Her talents were soon realised as she was approached by an architect to landscape the gardens of his new projects. These new projects did not come with a steady income, so she had to garnish it in other ways. And what ways were these? As well as a designer, she was an avid photographer and writer, contributing her articles to many journals and magazines. However, her first foray into journalism was a column from 1937 to 1948, Letters to the Gardener in the Australian Home Beautiful magazine, which is still going to this very day in print as well as an online magazine. She proved very popular amongst the readers. Well, obviously, as she held that column for 11 years. I loved how she addressed her readers as gardeners and ended them in a comical but unique way. For instance, in 1944, the year my dear dad was born, she wrote about mulch and how important it is. And she ended it with, quote, Goodbye and good mulching. Yours deciduously, Edna Walling. How fabulous is that? I suspect if I had been around then, I would have enjoyed her columns. To have a woman talking about things such as this and not embroidery and the latest kitchen gadget must have turned heads. Edna Walling's columns are in archives in the State Library in Melbourne, which also holds many of her manuscripts. Over 4,500 photographs and 300 garden plans. As her popularity increased in print, it also did in the field, so to speak, and in 1948 she retired her columns so she could concentrate on her gardens. She began accumulating some very influential clients, including Dame Nellie Melba, Elizabeth Murdoch, Mrs. Harold Darling, Sir Clive and Lady Steele, Sir William and Lady Irvine, just to name a few. 
It is said that her biggest influences of her style were Gertrude Jekyll, who designed over 400 gardens in England, circa 1881 to 1931, and will be one of the great discussions in a future episode. She also learnt a lot from books and articles by William Robinson, who was a prolific Irish horticulturalist. As well as these specific people, Spanish and Italian gardens inspired her designs too. She used a lot of stone and shapes. She had been one of the first to realise that perhaps with the climate Australia had, the Spanish and Italian influences were more in line than the English cottage gardens. It is said Edna had three main design protocols she worked with, geometric, structured and informal cottage. I think these styles were popular at the time. Of course, to have an Edna Walling spin on it would have been amazing. She wanted to design and build her own village by the age of 26, and she was able to do so. Over the years, her love of Australian species shifted into her designs, which were still garnering popularity. Unfortunately, even though she had many influential clients, she was never even close to the affluency of these people. She was strong, independent and confident, and she was listened to even by the men who she employed, which at the time was unthinkable. I bet these dudes would say things like, You're just like a man! Or think, She's the exception, and no wonder she's not with a man. I wouldn't allow my wife to do such things, have a brain, etc. Danny, behave. It was the times. Edna Walling was never with a man, but she had many partners. It was in a time where it was not looked on favourably to be in a homosexual relationship. Thus, it was hidden. Only one article I read spoke about her sexuality, and it was just a footnote, as it's really no one's business. Edna Walling designed many gardens across Victoria and New South Wales. She wrote many books and articles and manuscripts about the concepts of design which are still being used today. I picked up a book from a second-hand shop years ago, Australian Gardening of Today Illustrated, written by leading authorities, arranged and edited by Australian Home Beautiful, W.A. Shum. No publication date. I even looked it up on the internet. No publication date. Weird, hey? However, its very first chapter, The Design of the Garden, is by Edna Walling. She wrote so beautifully. And what did I learn about when I read this? That designing one's garden isn't that hard. And you shouldn't hand it to others to do it. Shh, Edna. A slight might end up unemployable if people begin thinking this. She also wrote in publications about the way of the bush and how we should be protecting it and not ripping it out, how times have changed. Um, yeah. She lived a modest life, was popular, and an icon in her own right. She was respected, which is what we all strive for, isn't it? For a list of her works, check the show notes. The website I use mainly will be a click away, plus some of her photos are housed in the National Gallery of Victoria. And unfortunately, they are only displayed online at the moment. She lived in Melbourne and Queensland, designed gardens around the country, including New South Wales, Adelaide and Hobart. She ended up residing next to her good friend, Lauren Fulliant, in a small and modest cottage in Buderham, Queensland. She died in 1973 and the ladies were buried next to one another. In 1989, there was a play written about her life and was staged in the Fitzroy Gardens. 
This would have been great to see. Edna Walling was a respectable and formidable horticulturalist. I hope you enjoyed this mini episode on the great Edna Walling. Until next time, toodaloo, my dear leaflets. All media pertaining to this episode will be in the show notes. Please follow through Instagram and we now have a Facebook group. Tell me about your kitchen gardens. Please remember to rate and review. And remember to pull up your plants so we can get dirty. Blop, blop.